Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. This week we're talking about in our D6 theme of the week is the cure for sin. All right. You should have received your sermon notes. And so if you do not have these, raise your hand. Did everybody get a copy? Did you get your sermon notes this morning? Okay. So there's our, our D6 goal for the week is simply to understand the cure for sin, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, our goal for the week is to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, the key word is rest. Uh, we live in a community, we live in an environment, we live in a culture, a society today that really has a lot of unrest in our culture. But we can find rest in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's going to be our goal today as we work through this study together this week together in our D6 Fusion magazine. Now, if you do not have our D6 devotional uh, magazine, be sure to stop by on, out in the Connection Cafe. Just let one of the ladies know. Email the church office. Let us know. We want to get one in your hands so we can collectively study that together in our devotional time. But here in your sermon notes, I put it there for you every week and you You'll see what the what the um, fusion facts are for the week, Monday through Friday, as we're studying together on this main theme of the cure for sin. And by the way, it's not religion. It's not church activity. It's the person of Jesus Christ and realize we can find rest in him. Right. So we live in a culture today that uh, certainly needs that. Now, the goal for the week is this. Here's what I want you to get. This is the big idea. I want you to fill this in on your notes right here. This is the, the takeaway from the message today that I want all of us to get. And the takeaway is this. You can gain a life of rest when you give God the rest of your life. You can gain a life of rest when you give God the rest of of your life. Let me ask you a few questions. And I think I have these in your sermon notes for you. Do you feel like life happens sometimes a little bit too fast? Do you ever want to push the pause button or uh, or at least get it to slow down a little bit? How many feel that way? Life just kind of just flying by. It's going way too fast. Do you feel like you're always in a hurry? Right? Do you feel like you're always late? And you're always looking at your watch and looking at the calendar and what did I miss and what did I do? Do you feel overwhelmed? With the demands and the pressures of life, how many feel overwhelmed from time to time? You just got to stop and take a deep breath and think, what in the world is, is going on? Do you feel exhausted? I think we all can relate to these questions that I'm asking you here. Have you lost your sense of excitement for living just everyday life? How many of you guys already are dreading Monday morning? Right? A lot of folks do. I mean, just kind of we go through life almost like we've lost our enthusiasm. We've lost our excitement. We've lost our zeal. We've lost our passion. We've lost our mission. We've lost our focus. And we feel like we're um, that little hamster on a wheel, just kind of just running as fast as we can. And we get off the wheel and we look around and we've really made no ground whatsoever. 
That's kind of the symptoms of the world and the culture that we live in today. An unrest, an uneasiness that's taking place in all of our, our lives. Are you discouraged from time to time? Are you bombarded with a sense of worry or fear? Do you feel like you're carrying a heavy load and you feel like it's more than you can, anyone can take care of? I mean, we all, we've all sensed these different things. Well, the big idea is this. You can gain a life of rest when you give God the rest of your life. Now, life is stressful, right? Just life in general is stressful. But I want you to see that Jesus gives us an invitation. He reaches out to us and he said, I have the answer to all the problems in your life. All these questions that we just went through asking if we feel like that. The problem is, it's not do we live a stressful life. We're all going to experience stress from time to time. The, the real question is, what are we going to do whenever we feel the anxiety or the pressures or the stress of life that's pressing on us, what is it that we do at that time? I, I did a little research this past week, and I ran across um, some symptoms of how stress can damage and even cause dysfunction to the body and to the mind and ultimately to the spirit and the soul of man. And here's a few. Let me share these with you. They're not on your notes or anything, but there's some physical signs of stress. See if you can identify with any of these. Physical signs of stress include... Sleep disturbance, digestive disorders, aggravated behavior, increased heart rate, general restlessness, muscle tension, chest pains, dizziness, hyperventilating, nervousness, high blood pressure, lack of energy, or fatigue. All of those are symptoms of physical stress on our life. But there's also some cognitive stress that we have as well. Here's some signs of that type of stress. Mental slowness. Confusion, negative attitudes or thoughts. Do you ever find yourself being negative? You ever find yourself just having negative thoughts all the time and you know that's not who you really are? It could be a sign of some cognitive stress taking place. Constant worry, your mind races at times, difficulty concentrating, forgetfulness, difficulty thinking in a logical sequence, the sense that life is overwhelming, the sense that you cannot solve the problems that are in your life. That could be symptoms and signs of cognitive stress that we're all dealing with. But there's another one. What about the emotional stress in life? Here's some signs of emotional stress. They may include irritation, no sense of humor. When's the last time you've laughed, right? You realize laughter is healthy? It's good like a medicine, right? When's the last time you've had a good belly laugh? When's the last time you've laughed so hard you were crying? Right? That's healthy. But oftentimes, because of the stress in our life, the emotional stress takes that sense of humor and laughter completely out of our life. We're frustrated. We're feeling overworked. We're feeling overwhelmed. We have a sense of helplessness. And we even have a sense of apathy. That's all the emotional stress. But it goes further. Do you realize also there's the behavioral signs of stress that we can see in our life on a daily basis? Decreased contact with family and friends? Isolation? You ever just want to be alone all the time? You don't want to be around people? It could be that you are stressed out and you're not resting in God's peace or in His rest because you're maybe just living life way too fast. And all these things we've been talking about. 
poor work relations, a sense of loneliness, avoiding others, and others avoid you because you're just cranky, (laughs) right? You ever sense that? Failing to set aside times for relaxation. So how do we learn to rest? How is it that we can get out of this stress and these symptoms that I may have put a finger on that you may have identified in your own individual life? How is it we do that? We need to experience rest in this world we're living in today. And that's what we're going to be studying about all week long. In our D6 Fusion devotional magazines, Together as a Church, we're going to be dealing with this topic and this particular subject. We need more than just physical rest. If all we needed was physical rest, all we need to do is take a nap, right? And you'd get the physical rest that you need. We need more than just emotional rest. If all you need is just emotional rest, just go on another vacation. But then you go on a vacation, you come home, you realize things haven't gotten any better. Why? Because you need more than just emotional rest. You need more than just physical rest. The most important type of rest that every single one of us need is a spiritual rest that we're going to discover this week and even today that you can only find in a relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. So how do we find that spiritual rest? Is our slides not working? If we will, get on Matthew Matthew chapter number 11. Here's what I want you to see. Matthew chapter number 11. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 11. I want you to look at verses 28 through 30. And I want us to look at this passage of Scripture together. Matthew 11, chapter 28 through, I mean, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. This is going to be our text. I'm just going to park in this passage of Scripture this morning and try to give you three invitations that Jesus gives us so that we can experience or rest in him. Look what he says. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All of you take up my yoke and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What an amazing passage of scripture. So real quickly, I'm going to share with you three invitations that Jesus gives us so that we can find rest in this stressful world. We've already identified we live in a stressful world, right? And I don't know that we can really change that. That's just called life. But how do we deal with it? Well, Jesus gives us the answers right here in this passage of Scripture. Let's pray together, and then I want to try to share this with you. Father, thank you for our time together today. and. Thank you, Lord, for your word, and thank you for our church family and for each one that's here. And and I just pray, Lord, you speak to our hearts today. We've all identified that we live stressful lives. And I think it's just the culture we live in. It's just life in general. And I don't know that we'll ever be able to change that. But, God, we can change how we deal with the stress in our life. And we can experience rest in you. I pray, Lord, you open up our hearts and our minds and help us, Lord, to see what you're saying in your word and help us to experience this genuine peace and rest that only you can provide. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Here's the first invitation I want you to get. Now jot this down. We can experience this rest, this peace that passes all understanding in the midst of the stress that we're living in if we would just take advantage of the invitation that Jesus gives us. And here's what he says. The first step, number one, is simply come to me. Notice what Jesus said. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Are you wearied? I think all of us are from time to time. Are we burdened? Of course we are from time to time. So who is Jesus speaking to here? He's speaking to us. And he says, when you are weary, when you are heavy burdened, when you are stressed out, when you feel like you can't go another step or or another mile or you just can't make it anymore. You know what he says? It's so simple. He says, come to who? Me. He didn't say go to the church. He didn't say get involved in religion. He didn't say turn over a new leaf. He didn't say get baptized. He didn't say take communion. All those are great things. But he says, come to me. Jesus said, come to me. Are we going to the Lord with everything in our life that seems to weigh on our shoulders? Are we laying those at his feet? Are we actually going to Jesus? Now, within the context of the scripture here, Jesus is speaking to those that are trying to obey the law. He's speaking to those that are heavy burdened by the law. He's speaking to those that are trying to, in their own strength, gain his approval and his satisfaction and his blessing on their life. And he simply reaches out to them and he says, hey, just come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know what this phrase, come to me, means? It means to make progress towards Christ. It means we are to be making steps and progress and strides towards Him, His ways, His thoughts, His plans, His mission for our life. His purpose for our life. We're making progress towards Him. In other words, we are yielding our will to His. We're submitting our life to His. We're dropping our agenda and we're taking up His agenda for our life. We're turning ourselves toward God. Guys, that's the only thing that's going to bring you peace and rest in this stressful world we live in today. I mean, it's, it can be a mess out there today. You watch the news. Matter of fact, not a whole lot of good coming out of the news anymore. I don't know if there ever really has been, right? Didn't you love the day when you only got news like at 6 or 7 in the morning and you only got it at six from 6 to 7 at night and you watch the world news. You got the local news, I think, from like 6 to 7. And then if I remember correctly, you got the world news from 7 to 8 and then the TV signed off at 11 o'clock and it was over, right? You didn't know what else was going on in the world until the next morning you get the newspaper or you turn on uh, Paul Harvey or whoever it is on the AM dial way back in the day and you listen to a little bit of what happened maybe overnight and that was all you heard until back in my day we watched Walter Cronkite at 6 p.m. on CBS News and then the bar graph came up at about 11 o'clock and it was over right I always thought news was horrible why would anybody and now here we are fast forward to the year 2018 and we have news apps on our phone we have 24 7 news we we keep it running all day long why are we doing that Do you think maybe that's feeding into some of the stress that we're experiencing in our life today? And I realize that's our culture today. And I don't don't expect us to change that. And that's always going to be there, I guess, from today moving forward. But how do we deal with that? 
We deal with it by realizing that we're not going to experience rest by running to the news, whatever news station you follow. We're not going to experience rest by running to any politician from local levels all the way up. We're not going to experience rest by running to them. The only way we can experience rest is when Jesus said, come to who? Me. Come to him, he was telling us, and then we can find rest. Let me give you a few more verses of scripture. These are in your sermon notes, but I want you to see these. In John 6, listen also to what Jesus said in John 6 and verse number 35. Jesus replied, he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Who's the bread of life? Jesus. Who's the water of life? Jesus. I mean, if we don't want to be hungry and we don't want to be thirsty and we want to find rest, Jesus is saying, come to me. In John 7, verse 37 and 38, the scripture says that Jesus stood and he cried out saying, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture says, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And then in John 14 and 27, Jesus says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I think you know the point, church. And here it is. We got to go to Jesus, right? Jesus says, come to me. Once again, that brings us back to our big idea. You can gain a life of rest. When you give the rest of your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I want you to walk away with. That's what I want you to get. So when you're feeling yourself stressed out or filled with anxiety or all these different symptoms that I mentioned early on, that may be a red flag that you've got to realize, you know what, I need to go to Christ. I need to experience Him. I don't need to turn over a new leaf. I don't need to try to do better. I don't need to try to do more. I simply need to go to Christ. So are you looking for rest? It only comes from the Lord. Number two, get this one. Jesus is saying also in Matthew 11, verse 29 and following, he's saying this. We experience rest when we walk with Christ. Not only when we come to Christ, but when we walk with him. Now, this is good. I love this passage of scripture. Look in verse 29, Matthew 11, 29. It says this. All of you take up my, what's the next word? Yoke. Take up my yoke. And then in verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we all know what a yoke is, right? I don't have to insult your intelligence. You know what a yoke is. What a yoke does, it harnesses two animals together so they can share the workload and plow longer and go further and do all, all these things together, right? So Jesus is saying, I am that yoke. Take my yoke upon you. My burden's light, right? It's easy and my burden is light. Metaphorically, it refers to submission to a teacher. Now, back in the biblical days, they would say take on the yoke of Christ, which simply would mean that I'm going to surrender to the submission of the teacher, Jesus Christ, or whoever other teacher you were following after. That's who you would yoke up with, and you would take their yoke upon you. So what Jesus is saying is, hey, take my yoke. In other words, listen to me. Follow me. Walk with me. Now, There are two types of yoke today. 
that I want you to see. First of all, there's the man-made yoke, right? Now, you got to decide which yoke you're going to yoke up with, right? What you're going to be a part of. You want to yoke up with a man-made yoke where that yoke is really the yoke of rules and regulations. A yoke of rules and regulations. Now, I want you to give you the example of that in Acts chapter number 15. And here we see in Scripture where the religious leaders of the day, they were upset that the Gentiles were coming to Christ, right? And they're saying, okay, if these Gentiles are going to be part of the chosen few, if these Gentiles can experience salvation in the person of Jesus Christ, then there's a few more things they are going to have to do in order to be saved. And that's what's taking place in Acts chapter number 15. Now, I'm not going to read it all to you, but I want you to look at the first part of it in Acts 15 and verse number 1. It says, some men came down from Judea. Now, that may be the first problem right there, right? Some men came down to Judea. What they were doing, they were trying to figure out exactly what was taking place in Antioch when these Gentiles were becoming saved through the person of Jesus Christ. And they said this. They began to teach this. Unless you are circumcised according to the custom prescribed by Moses, you cannot be saved. Stop right there. What is that? You know what that is? That's a man-made yoke. What was happening, the Pharisees were saying, you know what? The law says we need to do this and that and the other. By the way, sidebar note here. Do you know what the purpose and the intent of the law was for? Do you know what the purpose of it is? It's not that we keep every jot and tittle of it because there's no man that can except the person of Jesus Christ that did. You know what the purpose of the law was for? To show us that we cannot fulfill the law, right? It's not that we obey more and more and more and more and more and more of it to be saved because we never can. But the Pharisees believed that was the only way that you could be right with God is to obey all of the law. By the way, we have Pharisees in our world today as well. Right, With man-made rules and regulations that are placed upon us, things that they say we must do in order to know Christ as our Savior or be saved. Well, what were they saying in the Bible here? They were saying, well, you've got to be circumcised. You've got to be circumcised. They said a little further, you're also going to have to keep the laws of Moses. Those are man-made laws of rules and regulations because the Gentiles are being converted. Now look down at verse number 4. It says, when they arrived at Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church. Now, the church was welcoming them in. But the apostles and the elders, and they reported what God had done in verse 5. But some of the believers from the party of the Pharisees stood up and they said, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. What is this, church? This is a man-made yoke, right? Trust in Jesus, but now I need you to do this also. That's a man-made yoke. So what I want you to know is anytime you hear or see that in this life that we're living today, there should be a red flag that pops up. Anytime you hear anyone, any man of God or any pastor, any preacher, any teacher, any person in the church that says, you know what, yeah, you can accept Jesus as your Savior, but right there... A red flag ought to go up. Who cares what they say after that? If they're going to add anything to the person of Christ, a red flag should go up. 
Now they're trying to yoke me into a man-made yoke, right? Except Christ is your personal Savior and anything else is a man-made yoke. Because salvation, you remember what Jesus said in John 14, 6? One of my favorite verses. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So only through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ can any of us be saved. So we have these man-made yokes of rules and regulations. I'd love to push the timeout button right here and just take a census from the congregation and let you shout out some rules and regulations that maybe you have experienced in your past uh, religious life or trying to live for the Lord. And maybe someone says, you know what? Yeah, but you got to do this and that and the other, or A, B, and C, or you list it. Think about those. I want you to realize those are man-made. Okay, man-made rules and regulations. But there's another yoke that we can take on, and it's the one that Jesus is telling us about in Matthew chapter number 11. This is the God-given yoke. It's the yoke of a relationship, a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That's the yoke, right? That's the one that he wants us to yoke up with and be part of him, this God-given yoke. He says in Scripture that his burden is light compared to the burden of human effort, compared to the burden of rules and regulations, the man-made yoke. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me tell you something, church. There is no rest in rules and regulations. None. There's no rest there. But there is rest in a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, based on his finished work. Now, let me give you three pictures of this yoke that Christ wants us to partner up with him and wear. The first picture is a yoke of connection, where Jesus is saying, I want you to be with me. Okay? He's inviting us to be with him. Right? Not a list of rules or regulations. And here's something else I want you to know also. A yoke is made for two, not for one. You're not meant to go through life by yourself. Jesus said, I don't want you to do this all by yourself. I want you to come to me. You're not supposed to be living your life by yourself apart from God or apart from the family of God. Jesus says, come to me. Right? So there's that connection that takes place whenever we yoke up with Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you, connect to Jesus. But then secondly, there's the direction. We are to follow him, right? He's in the yoke. He's leading us in the yoke. It's a metaphor, if you will, of us following him. The idea of this yoke and two being in it, it's that the forward connection of the two are together, right? Let me tell you this. You cannot be yoked with anyone, and each of you go your separate ways. It's just not going to happen. Whenever you yoke up with Jesus, what you're saying is, I am going to follow him. I cannot be yoked up with Jesus Christ and go my own way. If I'm yoking up with Jesus Christ, I am going with him. So the picture is a picture of direction, which is where we follow him. And then there's the picture of cooperation, is where Jesus is saying, work with me. We're yoked together. It means we cooperate with his work. It means we're joined to his work. It means 
The yoke, I want you to see, is a place of labor. It's where we're working together with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is inviting us to walk with him and to work with him. Jesus says, come to me. Are you stressed out? Come to me. Take my yoke upon you. Right? And follow me. So what is the big picture? Here's the big idea. You can gain rest in your life when you do what? When you give the rest of your life to Christ. That's what I want you to go away with today. Right? I can gain rest. I can gain rest when I give my life to Christ. Not following man-made yoke of rules and regulation, but following this God-given yoke of a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you can find rest for your soul. So let me get you real quick into number three here. We can experience rest when we learn from Christ. Now we're back in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. First of all, he says, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, then I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. So there we are to walk with him. And now he says, I want you to learn of me. Look, if you will, in verse number, uh, what is it, number 29? He says, all of you, take my yoke and learn from me. Because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Guys, you know what the problem is with, with many believers and many Christians today? Whenever we yoke up with Jesus, we are not learning from Him. We're not abiding in Him. We're not growing with Him. And the reason I think the problem is that many of us face today is we know so little about our Lord that we struggle to find rest because we don't know what his word or what he tells us the answers to all of life really are. So let me say this. You can only get this one right here. You can only learn of Christ when you abide with him. Are you abiding in Christ? And Scripture talks about that in many different places, how we need to be abiding in Christ. Uh, Just let me say this. Whenever you get to the place in life and you feel that it's so overwhelming or the stress is more than you can bear or life is out of control and you don't know how you're going to face tomorrow and you've lost all your excitement and your enthusiasm for living everyday life and, and you've lost your joy and you've lost your peace. Guys, those are indicators that I am not yoked up with Christ. I've taken on a different yoke of whatever sort it may be, and I'm trying to make it work over here. You know what you got to do? For us to find rest in the finished person of Christ, you've got to unyoke yourself from whatever it is outside of Christ that you have yoked up with. You've got to get away from that, and you've got to yoke up with Christ. Walk with Him, abide in Him, and then you're going to be learning of Him. So once again, the big idea is this. You can gain rest when you give God the rest of your life. Let's pray. Band, come on up, please. Father, thank you for our time together today. And God, only in a personal relationship with you can we find this rest that we are so desperate for in this world we live in today. God, help us to walk with you help us to learn from you help us to come to you 
Stress gets all of us from time to time. The busyness of life, the things we're responsible for, it can be overwhelming. But when we place our trust in you, when we listen to what you told us in Scripture, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Father, there may be some here today that are just overwhelmed with life. And what a simple message you've given us in Matthew chapter 11. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The rest we need, Lord, can only be found in you. Speak to our hearts, O God. Help us to give you our life. Yoke up with you so we can find rest. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just let me spend a moment here and pray with you. I don't know what it is you may be facing. I don't know what may be on your heart or on your agenda or in your life. What your family may be going through or what your career looks like or what your relationships with your children and grandchildren or your parents or whatever that may be, your siblings. But God knows. And Jesus cares. And He's inviting you today in the midst of all your circumstances and everything that you're faced with. He's inviting you today to come to Himself. Abide in Him. Come to Christ. Walk with Christ. Learn from Christ. Have you come to Christ? Have you come to the Lord Jesus Christ who loves you and gave His life for you? It all starts with a relationship with Him you're here today and you have not done that my prayer is that today that you would reach out to the Lord by faith and call out to Him and pray a prayer something like this say God I pray you forgive me of my sins I've walked away from you or I've yoked up with something or other than you today I ask you to forgive me Today I'm going to yoke up with you, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you lived a perfect life. You fulfilled the law that none of us ever could. And you loved me so much you died on, on the cross in my place. And you were buried. And you rose again victoriously the third day. And all the rest that I need here in this world and all throughout eternity is found when I put my trust in you. Today I give you my life. I yoke up with you. Lord, I come to you. I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to learn from you. And I'm going to gain rest. Because I'm going to give you the rest of my life. 
in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you all. I hope you find rest. And you can only find it in the person of Christ. Actually, tap your neighbor on the shoulder right now and tell them there's rest in Christ. Matter of fact, tell them right now, yoke up with Jesus, okay? Poke your neighbor on the shoulder right now. Yoke up with Jesus, okay? Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360 or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.